hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Thank you, Daniel. Good morning, everyone. Yes, it's really great to be here again. Um, I want to start by saying thank you very much, John, and the entire leadership team. It's a great job that you're doing here. Remember, this is not a work that just started yesterday. Um, It's a work that God has established long ago. And we've seen a lot of fruit over the years, and it continues to bear more fruit. Thank you for your support, for the work we are doing. Um, this year, just the school, we're having 700 young people that we are serving on a weekly basis. Um, the Technical Vocational Institute, 150. Um, we also have the church, where on a weekly basis, community people come and benefit um, from the services we provide. I mean, life, sharing life. It all shows that we are not alone. For coming here, you receiving us, the love you've shown us. Um, you might not know what you guys are doing here, but we appreciate that because we know exactly and we feel it. It's good for us to be part of it. And thank you very much. We appreciate you. We remain grateful. On that note, <laughs> um, the last time I was given opportunity to share as well, um, God laid in my heart, talked a little bit about what God has done in our lives in Sierra Leone, in my life particularly over the years. But today, I want to talk about be still, for I am God. I know if you look in the book of Psalms, chapter 46, you get this phrase there clearly. But the entire Psalms 46 is indeed a comfort towards the children of Israel, beginning with the phrase, God is our refuge and strength a very present help for us today. So I want us to put it in perspective because when we talk about be still, it's not about being lazy. <laughs> we are not talking about being relaxed, being lazy. Be still for I am God. It's something that talks about your faith and confidence in God. In your journey in life, You still stay focused. You stay confident in God. God is our refuge in today's context. Through Jesus, he made you, me, and us all whole again. Our protection is assured in him. It is possible that you can locate your treasures in Jesus Christ. Sometimes we carry our treasures, but we find it difficult to even locate them. We have them. We sometimes just focus on other people. And that has the tendency sometimes to distract us. But when you focus, you are in Jesus, 
It's not like you become lazy, as I mentioned. We are going to read the scripture. It talks about your, your confidence in God, whatsoever you're going through. You are settled in God. You are confident in God. You're not becoming lazy. Sometimes the environment around you might seem it's not possible to get the answer. But because you have confidence in God, you have faith in God, you say, oh, this is something I am going to pursue. And because I am in this journey with God, I am not going to relent. Because I am in him, he is in me. We are going through this together. You have that confidence in God. It's not becoming lazy. That's not the point here. Please, I want us to read um, the book of Psalms 46, verse 10, just this one verse. Um, I like the Passion Translation, but, well, <laughs> I don't know. We can read. It reads, Surrender your anxiety. Be still and realize that I am God. I am God above all the nations, and I am exalted throughout the whole earth. So, and if, as I mentioned, when you start reading this particular chapter, it shows clearly that our refuge is the children of Israel were faced with kind of situation that was difficult for them. But this was a kind of encouragement that have strength, have focus, just believe in God in going through. Was that, does that mean that was the end of them? Does that mean that was like the scripture was saying, go and relax? No. But you stay focused even as you pursue your goal, even as you, you try to achieve what God has given you to really um, achieve, you pursue that in him, not in your own strength. In him, not in your own knowledge. In him, not in your own technicalities. Most times, I mean, we have those professionals that will come. I believe this is what should happen, okay? But um, when you bring the mind of God in the situation, they say, come on, now I'm a novice, okay? Then you are limited. <laughs> Your professionalism has a limitation, but with God, he has no bound. He has no limitation. So we can better shape the future when we realize him in us, in our lives. We can better shape the future when we realize God in this journey in us. You probably need to be in Jesus and Jesus in you throughout your journey of life to enable you to overcome the storms. You probably need Jesus. Sometimes we face with the storm, we try to find our own ways to overcome. But I will say to you, you need Jesus to really overcome the storms in your life. When we are waiting for something to happen, it can be easy to take things into our own hands, isn't it? Sometimes you wait for something. Uh, I mean, you go in patience. Oh, no. No. I want it this way. Why is it happening this way? No, this is how I want it. Ask yourself the question. Is that how God wants it? 
You want it that way. Is that how God wants it? Maybe the answer might be no. <laughs> That's not how God wants it. Then the next question is, how do you adjust yourself to fit the way that God wants it? And sometimes some of these things, it happens in our relationships, it happens in our education life, in our workplaces. We're faced with these things. Boss, I want this thing to happen this way. What's the mind of God in that situation? So as I said, it's not about you relaxing. It is about you trusting in God in those decisions you make along the way on a daily basis. I will tell you this story. When I was at uni in my first and second year of my studies, I really wanted a laptop to aid my studies, but it was not, not available at the time. I kept on dropping hints to the Lifeline Ayuma leadership at the time and having, <laughs> having expectation of when it would happen only to find myself frustrated and disappointed when I did not get the laptop. As human, I was really frustrated. I was doing business and information technology. Needed a laptop. Did not get that. I got frustrated. But does that mean I back off of the course? No. Stay focused and pursue. I continue. Ironically, the time it did happen, I did not expect it at all. It was still useful to me, but the time I expected it the most, I did not get it. I decided to wait and see. That was rare for me. And it certainly happened. It helped me to be more patient and make it even more exciting when I got it in my third year at uni. Obviously, there have been many more times since then that I have had to wait for the right timing for something in life that I really want. As a type A person, it is easy for me to try to control my circumstance rather than to wait on God's timing. At the time, that really affected me, but that helped me to learn as well how to wait on God's timing, not in my own time. But there is a better way, one that God wants to teach us both through stories of patience for God's people and through Bible verses that can encourage us as we wait with confident expectation in God's perfect plans. So there are so many ways we can express this. For me, at some point, I was blaming certain people that were responsible to cause that to happen in my life. But later, I learned that God also taught me how to patience. In his plan, I needed the laptop. It wasn't there. I did not back off. I used to sleep to friends 
to really do my assignments, those with laptops. I used to sleep to them, do my assignments, submit. But at the end of the day, I got my own laptop. It was a lesson, a learning curve for me, and God taught me and took me through that. And today, when dealing with young people, I feel like them. If they come to me, they say, uh, we want laptop. For what? They explain to me. I've gone through that. I've been through it. If even it's not there, we think for a solution. God, we want this. What's your mind in this? And it has been helpful over the years. We continue the journey. <laughs> Examples in the Bible of waiting. <laughs> if, you've, if you have lived than a few years, you know that God's timing isn't always the same as your timing. If you've lived maybe more than five years or six years, just with that experience, you know that God's timing with your timing sometimes are not the same. So we have to come to that position to really see God's timing and your timing, which one is the best. Yeah, God is good. And all the time, I am a witness to it that God is good. God is good all the time, and all the time I am a witness to it that God is good. He is a good God. Amazing God. He never fails. He never, and he will never. It can be very challenging to do what we are commanded in Scripture and to wait on the Lord, especially when it is a long wait. Sometimes challenging, isn't it? To wait. I want it now. I want it now. I mean, for parents, when children want something, I want it now. No, I want it now. If even you try to explain, no. So imagine us as children to God. Sometimes we go to him, we want it now. Daddy, we want it now. Even when he says, no, wait. Yes, you deserve it, but wait. Oh, no, I want it now. <laughs> there are several main characters in the Bible stories that led by example. Um, God's people, on a daily basis, we are called to wait on him in hard times. So it's not only in our day, in our own times, even in the days of old. The Hebrew people waited for deliverance while they were oppressed by the Egyptians for nearly 430 years. <laughs> Before they escaped through God's great power in the Exodus under the leadership of Moses. Then they wandered for 40 years after that before they reached the promised land. This talks about patience as well. I want you to turn to somebody and ask this question. If you were there, what would you do?
Okay. Great. We don't need answer, but I know you must have got an answer to that question. Maybe the, con uh, the conversation might continue later, but let's continue. It is very important sometimes to look at situation and position yourself. How God will look at this? Say, I'm before God now. What I'm doing, how God will look at this? How, let's say if I'm talking to my brother, I'm talking to that brother like I'm talking to God. If I'm talking to his sister, I'm talking to that sister like I'm talking to God. How will God feel? Do we sometimes think that way? One of the hardest things a woman can go through is waiting for a baby. Scripture says that Hannah was in deep anguish and cried bitterly to the Lord, begging him to answer her prayer. You can get that in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 10. When her prayer was answered, she followed through on her commitment and sent her long-awaited son, Samuel, off to the temple. So sometimes, because we grow impatient, we even forget about our commitment. Hannah did not. <laughs> Hannah did not. You sometimes grow impatient. Oh, I've waited for too long. Waited for too long. Yeah, all of a sudden, God answer, God answer your, your prayer. You forget about the commitment. Hannah did not. God, if you do this to me, this is what I will do. And she did that exactly. And honestly, so many times excuses will come. Yeah, I was under pressure. That's why I did that. Okay, fair enough in the human sense. And we have a father that is a lovely father. But I think it's always good to come before you do have the conclusion. God, even though this is what I'm going through, but what's your mind in this? Ask those um, critical questions. How are that must have been for her? Yet, one step at a time, she placed her faith in God and walked forward. It was hard, but she placed her faith in God and walked forward. Abraham and his wife, Sarah, that's another story in the Bible, but remember, God promised Abraham and Sarah. Later, we know the story. Sarah doubted, two of us. Okay. If you read the account in Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3, you get the story there. But God has already promised Abraham and Sarah that this will happen the aspect of going impatience. That will not change God. Even in your impatience, that will not change God. God remains to be God. So sometimes we think God has deceived us in this situation. No, it is us who deceive God.
Yeah, he's told me he's going to do this. This is his promise. But come on. That's one aspect of the, the whole circle. Just as the segment, wait. He's saying, go this way. I'm walking with you. Just wait for a moment. It will come to pass. Abraham and Sarah, the long and short of it, that did not change the plan of God. That did not change the purpose of God for them. God had already promised them. It came to pass. Ten years later, Abraham and Sarah were definitely struggling to trust in the promise that he would be the father of many nations, Genesis 18, 19 to 15. Test the story of the three angels visiting Abraham and Sarah. One angel of the Lord told Abraham that he and Sarah would have a child. Sarah did not think it was possible, so she laughed to herself. Could you imagine that? It's almost like God affirming, don't get discouraged. I am in this with you. But Sarah was not confident enough to really receive that. She laughed. She doubted. It simply means this laugh is saying Sarah doubted. She later gave birth to her son, Isaac. At just the right time, the timing of Sarah and Abraham, they, they had their own timing, which was a bit different to God's timing. But God was in this together with them. They were not able to say, God, this is how we're looking at it, but let it be according to your own will. No. And they missed that point a bit. Sometimes we cherish the answer to our prayer in a greater way when we have to wait for them to be answered. Hmm. If God revealed to you your plans for 2022, we are almost coming to the end. The mistakes already you've made would you choose to correct some of the mistakes that you have the ability to correct that's within your hand? Would you choose to correct them? Or you just say, ah, no, God, I'm not prepared for 2023. Let's go ahead. Or be your position. I mean, the last character would be Joseph. Joseph was um, sold. The story of Joseph who was sold into slavery by his own brothers and then languished in jail for two years as an innocent man waiting for release from an unjust imprisonment. But Joseph did not give up. He didn't give up. Yet even during this time, God showed his faithfulness to Joseph in the small things. Note this, in the what? The small things. You want the big things. But how about the small things that God is showing his faithfulness? 
But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithfulness, his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison word. I can't help but think that those small blessings gave Joseph patience in what would have been a very confusing time. Are there examples of God's goodness that you have experienced in your life during times of waiting? Are there experiences in your life? I find it helpful to ask the Lord to help me focus on the blessings he is providing in the middle of the difficult times. I most times find that helpful. It's not just the big, big things. A few days ago, I was sharing to a group of people. I told them, if young people, if you don't have lunch for two days, <laughs> would you go to school? What would you do? <laughs> okay. Let's graduate to another level. How about if you don't have breakfast and lunch for two days? Sounds scary, right? Mm. I am not saying this is God's plan for you not to have breakfast, not to have lunch. That's not what I'm saying, yeah? But if it happened, what will you do? <laughs> I know if we ask, a lot of people have various answers, yeah. It's something that we've gone through, but we've seen the faithfulness of God through that. He did not abandon us. So today, out of that, we, it has increased our passion. We now feel for others. I would not want to see children within even the lifeline going to school without having lunch. Sometimes when you're going through the learning curve, yeah, no, God, this is not God's plan. This is, yes. But allow him to speak. And that simply means your ears should be open and the willingness should be there to hear him and obey him. It's not what you desire, what you like. Be reminded that God shows up in the little things. Many times we want God to reveal himself to us in a big way, especially when we think we have been faithful in waiting on him. The funny thing is, God often takes small occasions in our lives and piles them up together to show us his plans one piece at a time, like onion. Only by looking back can we see how God's gentle presence 
carried us into our next place. At this point, I want us to, I want to pause here. I want us to listen where it's not listening. Um, the band will help us to sing the song. Um, Oceans, where feet may, fo- may fail. We are going to sing that together. to encourage us we stand up please so we sing the song all together
yes, Lord. We thank you. We thank you this moment, Lord. Your spirit leads us. Father, cause us to anchor in you. Cause us to anchor in you, Lord. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, you are in us and we are in you. Father, as we journey together, you be, you be our strength. Cause us to see you every day. Cause us to hear you every day. And the small things cause us to see you, cause us to hear you, Lord, so that we don't get distracted easily, Lord. Let our emotions, O oh God, be under your control. We want to thank you this moment. Oh, Jesus, be thou glorified. Let us be still in you, which means as we walk together with you, let us have faith in you. Let our relationship with you be deepened. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God will never fail us. In Jesus' name. for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at Lifeline UK.